you very much. Good morning, Danny. Sorry we can't be there in person with you this morning. A no um, couple of uh, personnel um, things this week then. Firstly, bringing in Paul Harsley as your assistant coach. Can you tell us a bit about him and why you felt he would be a good fit to work alongside you? Yeah, Paul's someone I've known for a number of years. Um, we first crossed paths coaching in academy football. Um, he's had a good journey in football as a player, um, an interesting one as a coach. Um, and I think he'll add um, a lot of value. I think he'll bring things that's very different to myself and Narciss. So, um, yeah, we're happy to get him on board. Is it going to be one of those good cop, bad cop things? And if so, who is who? <laughs> um, no, I think so. Yeah, we're, he's different to sort of what me and Narciss bring bring to the table. Um, so I think it's always good to have that balance. It's always good to have somebody who's been on a different coaching journey and they'll certainly add different aspects. And do you like to have somebody alongside you who will maybe challenge your ideas or say, what about this? We could do it that way instead. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I don't think any coach has all the ideas. So somebody who comes in and challenges in the right way and has his own view on things, but tied into what we're trying to do is very important. And certainly um, with his Birmingham insider knowledge might be quite useful this week. Yeah, it's, um, it's come at a good time, hopefully for us. So um, yeah, ideal time to get him in. We'll get on to uh, onto Birmingham in a moment. Um, a couple of other things to talk about on, on an appointments point of view. We saw Michael Hayfler appointed as a defensive coach this week. Obviously, he's been such an integral part of Huddersfield Town, but taking that step into coaching, what do you think he might bring to that role? Yeah, I think Michael um, was in the club last year as well after retiring from playing. Um, he's also... He's always shown a keen eye to want to get involved in the coaching side. Um, observed a lot of the first team last season and now appointed as um, defensive coach throughout throughout the club. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, be, um, he'll be full of energy. He'll be keen to get started and um, I'm sure he can add lots of value um, as Paul can. Do you see signs in him taking his initial steps on the coaching role that, that maybe you experienced yourself when you were first going down that path? Yeah, I think I see coaching as a journey always and um, it's always a process. I don't think you can retire from playing and go straight into sort of like a first team role, in my opinion. Um, I always think if you go on that journey, um, coach throughout the academies and younger age groups, it's always it's always better. It puts you in good stead. And we must talk about um, Carlos Corbran being appointed Olympiacos head coach this week. What was your reaction to that? Do you see it being a good fit? Um, I'm not too sure. I don't know a great deal about Olympiacos. Um, I know Carlos likes um, challenges and I think it was only a matter of time before he got appointed somewhere. So, um, yeah, I wish, um, wish Carlos all the best, but um, our focus is on um, Uddersfield Town. Absolutely. OK, um, team news then for tomorrow night. Um, I suppose the big concern was David Kasumu going off injured. Uh, how is he? Is he going to be available tomorrow? Um, no, he won't be available. He, um, it's not as worse as we first thought. Um, so that's that, that that's a positive. It was a slight injury um, low down in his hamstring, so he's going to miss um, miss a few weeks, but um, not as bad as we first thought. And how's the rest of the squad looking? Other than Matty Pearson, is everybody else available? Yeah, pretty much. Apart from those two players, the the squad's um, the squad's fit and ready. How big a blow is it to lose David so early on? Because when he did come on, he looked like lively. He looked like he was going to make a big impact. Yeah, David, along with um, Jack Radoni and Tino Andrin, they, they all made impact in the game. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was a big loss for the game and a, a big loss for the next few weeks. But it, it's all part of football. We have to we have to move on, support support David in his recovery, and um, other players will get opportunities. What do you make of Birmingham this season? Then very early days, hard to tell what they're going to be about. But thoughts so far on them? 
Yeah, I think um, there'll be in a transition period. Um, new manager gone in um, with, a, with a good reputation as a coach. Um, the first game against Luton, I thought they were defensively very well organised and they competed really well. So I think um, there's a transition period there, obviously, with the style of play, I think. Um, so, yeah, we'll be prepared and ready. Listening to a bit of John Eustace yesterday, he was saying that one of their big things is just basically being very hard to beat. Are you expecting that to be the case at St Andrews as much as it was away at Luton? Yeah, I think so. I think um, a lot of the coaches, are, the first thing in their mind is to have that defensive solidity and to be hard to beat and then build on that as a foundation. So I'm not, I'm not surprised in hearing, hearing him say that. And, and can you take anything from, from last season's experience at St Andrews where you went there and won quite comfortably? Does that have any bearing at all on tomorrow? Um, I think it can have a bit of a psychological impact on the players. This is always in their minds, but look, it's a new season. It's a fresh start. Lots of players have uh, left Birmingham. They've had some few few players come into the club and a new manager. So it's um, it's just another game for us. And I think the big word after um, the defeat against Burnley was that it felt a frustrating evening. Have you seen the reaction from that in your players this week, that they feel that they didn't show themselves in their best light? Yeah, I think in the first half, that's probably fair to say. I think in the second half, we got to grip through the game a lot more and the players the players performed to a good level. Um, but there's always disappointments after a game and then the day after. But I think I've said before that they're very professional, these, these players and us as staff. So we have to reflect, definitely, see what we can do better and then uh, move on quickly to the next game. And Burnley were always going to be a bit of an unknown quantity, a lot of new faces, still a lot of Premier League class and experience in that side. Do you think maybe the Birmingham game is a bit more of a barometer as to what the, the championship might be like this season? Um, maybe, yeah. I think they're just going to be as tough as an opposition. They'll pose different challenges for us. Um, so, yeah, we'll um, we'll prepare for this game as we do all the rest and um, we'll see how we come out of it after the game. Quick word on Danny Grant as well, who I saw scored a fantastic goal for the B team during the week. How close is he to the first team picture? Yeah, he's done really well since he um, since he came back for pre-season. He's trained at really good intensity. The fitness levels have been really good. Um, he's trained pretty much every day of pre-season, the start of the season with the first team squad. Um, so that's an allocation of how well he's doing. Um, so yeah, we'll keep um, we'll keep pushing Danny like the rest of the young B team players to develop and help them improve. And um, yeah, he's, he's in and around the training squads. He seems to have been incredibly unlucky over his time at Huddersfield Town. The combination of injuries and, and COVID. I mean, how are his spirits? And what can you say to encourage him that that first team squad picture maybe isn't so far away? Yeah, I think he's sensed that in terms of the training. Um, playing with the first teams in the preseason, first team players in the preseason games, but he did have he did have a tough start, a few hamstring injuries, like you say, he had the COVID, um, and he was very frustrated and upset during this period. But he's come through it. Um, he's probably developed a lot of resilience over this period, and hopefully, and it looks as though he's come out of it a stronger, a stronger person, a stronger player. And particularly with this intense run of fixtures in the Championship, we've got the League Cup starting next week as well. Is, is that maybe an opportunity that we'll see players like Danny Grant? Yeah, potentially. Um, we, we'll be thinking about this game, but the first focus is on Birmingham. And then um, we'll be discussing the, the starting lineup and the squad for Preston after. Good stuff. Thanks very much, Danny. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers, Catherine. Thank you. Thanks, Catherine. We'll come to Steve in the room and we'll come back to you guys. Add it up. Hi, Danny. Um, 
from Friday, what what are the things that you've sort of picked out from your analysis that you want to see improvement on uh, on this Friday? Yeah, I think after reviewing the game, um, it was pretty evident during during the game and straight after it that. Um, we had a first half where we weren't quite there in terms of what we wanted to do. Second half, we made some changes, um, both tactically and with personnel, and made big improvements. So we're always trying to look to like look for what we can improve on, look what went well, um, and, and, and that we've worked on those areas in, in training. You left out all of your new signings. It was a, sort of the players that you knew on Friday. Can we expect to see more of those new signings in the lineup tomorrow? Uh, potentially, yeah, we've um, we've assessed sort of the training, we've assessed the players that can impact Birmingham in terms of what they what they pose in terms of a threat. So potentially they'll um, they'll be involved. Tino obviously came on and made a big impact. I think it's evident that the fans are expecting a lot from him. Are you expecting a lot from him? Yeah, Tino's um, Tino's a special talent. Um, I think Chelsea hold him in our regards as well. We're we're very fortunate to have him. Um, our focus is on preparing Tino physically to get him to the levels where he can compete for the full 90 minutes and um, be fully aligned with how we try and play football. Do you want to play him through the middle, um, sort of longer term? Is that where you see him playing? Yeah, I think he's a real attacking threat. And if you can attack centrally, he can um, add lots of value to the team. And another player whose sort of position uh, we're not quite sure on yet is, is Utah. Um, where do you see him? Is he left back, left centre back or... I think he's quite an adaptable player, Yuta. Um, again, it, it sometimes takes time for these players, um, a Japanese player then playing in Holland, then coming to play in England, championship football. It, it can be quite a challenge, but he's adapted really, really quickly. Uh, but yeah, in terms of position, I think he's quite versatile. And Jack Rodoni came on uh, the, the left wing. Again, is that sort of where you see him playing? Again, Jack's another versatile player. Um, <laughs> he's adaptable in terms of what positions he can playing uh don't mean to sit on the fence here but this is this is the truth with it um and I think that's what we want in the squad we want players who can play a number of positions and have an impact wherever they play what do you think Jack can sort of bring to the side if you were to put him in I think he has really good game understanding um he's very engaged so he's always sort of focused on his position whether we're in possession or out of possession um and we like his attacking threat I think he carries the ball really well he arrives into the box um, so, yeah, he's got a lot of strengths. Romani played on, on Friday. We're going to be talking to him in a moment. Um, do you see, is this a chance for him to sort of establish himself with that Matty Pearson injury? Yeah, I think so. It's a massive opportunity with Matty Pearson obviously getting injured. Um, another player steps in. Um, we've also got Will Boyle, who's returned from illness, but yeah, so, sorry, from suspension, but he did have an illness. Um, but yeah, Rams will, have, um, Rams will have good opportunities now to play. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. Stu, we'll come to you. Thanks for your patience. Thanks. Morning, Danny. Please Morning. Morning. Uh, just wanted to ask about Tino. I mean, obviously, he made a big difference in the second half just by running at people more than anything. And I, I guess when you're an attacking player, is, is confidence, the confidence to do that even more important a part of the game than for the defensive players? Yeah, I think it, the confidence thing depends on the character of the player and the environments that, that that's created for this player. Um, I think Tino has a lot of self-belief. Um, we want to try and tr try and get him to receive the ball in these attacking areas, and like you say, produce that moment where he is driving at the defensive line. And in his specific case, I mean, is is that a product of just having a first pre-season with Huddersfield? Obviously, last last season was stop-start after his injury, just getting into the rhythm of of training and and, and playing again. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, the training methods and the training sessions will be different um, to what Chelsea are doing as they are at all 
all different clubs. So it does take a little period of time to settle in. But I do feel as though a lot of the players have come in, adapted really quickly, and Tino's one of those. And do you think the skills he has just bring something different to the other attacking players you've got in the uh, sort of between the lines and in those positions? Yeah, I think like all, all the players, they all have the unique qualities. They all have the strengths and all have weaknesses. And Tino does have um, an attacking quality, um, which is which is standout. And on Romani, have you noticed a, a difference in him since he came back from the loan at Rotherham? Um, yeah, I think he's had a he's an interesting journey, Romani. Um, he was on loan at Swindon, got promoted from League Two to League One, on loan at Rotherham League One to the Championship. So his progression has been been gradual, which is really good. I really like these kind of journeys. So um, yeah, he's come back definitely. Um, seems more confident. Seems as though um, he believes he can play in the Championship, which is vital. And um, more experience. So the, the best, the best teacher of the game is to play football games, and Ramses Ramses has done that last season. Yeah, and and I guess uh, playing and, and holding down a place in a, a successful team as well just adds that that little bit too. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know a lot of the a lot of the coaching staff at Rotherham United and they're really good people. They create a really good environment, so it's an excellent place for um, Romani to develop and compete. When players are out on loan like that, I know a lot of them go out locally. Do you do you have a lot of contact with the uh, with the club they're on loan at? Yeah, we're always in contact, getting feedback. Um, our loans manager will drive a lot of that just to see how they're getting on, how they're developing, and to make sure that ties aren't cut from Uddersfield Town because they're going out on loan to come back and then compete for a place at Uddersfield um, ultimately. So yeah, the um, the communications quite thorough. And just on the on the preparation for Birmingham, you know, as Catherine alluded to, new manager, lots of changes in the team. Is it is it is the preparation more difficult at this time of the season when you you've got a team like that in transition? Um, I think playing teams early on in the season is always a challenge because you do you do analyse and you watch the footage from pre-season. Um, it might not be accurate in terms of what they're playing. Some coaches may be focusing more on the minutes. So I think early on in the season, um, definitely change of manager. Um, change of personnel and the playing playing staff and coaching staff. I think it does pose a little bit more of a challenge. Does it does it maybe push a bit more focus onto what you yourselves are doing? Because you know, particularly as a new manager, I guess you're still sort of hammering at home your messages and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think me personally as a coach, I always like to focus on what we can do um, rather than sort of obsess about the opposition. Very important to know the strengths and weaknesses of the opposition or what we deem them to be, and then we'll we'll prepare accordingly for that, but always trying to stick to our principles and our, our way of playing football. And on a personal level, how much confidence can you take from the way you were able to improve the team with the substitutions and the uh, and the changes you made at half-time last week? Yeah, I think you've always got to be positive, even in, even in defeat. Um, so we'll take the positives out of that and try and drive that into the preparation to um, play Birmingham. And, and last one from me, apologies, this, this might be one for those slightly higher up, but I'm sure you've had an input. There was this Premier League rule uh, at the end of last season about clubs would have to have academies when they uh, in a couple of years' time. Has there been any thought at Huddersfield as to whether you'll change the BT structure immediately? I know Brentford have, or is that sort of uh, something to deal with down the line if it happens? Yeah, I've, I've not been part of those discussions, so no, I'll fair answer that, but I'm not sure. No problem. Thank you, Danny. Thanks very Cheers. much. Thank you. Cheers, Sue. Anything to add? <laughs> Morning, Danny. How are you doing? Morning, Alfie. Good, mate. You? 
Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Um, just sort of continuing talking about your centre backs in, in Matty Pearson's absence. I know how important Tom Lees is to this squad, but does his importance kind of grow given sort of the uh, the personnel that is alongside and their experience at this level? Yeah, I think players like Tom Lees with that experience and and quality and the amount of games they've played, I think it can always help the younger players coming in who've not quite got that experience. So Tom's um, Tom's a leader on the pitch and off the pitch, and the, the players can only sort of gravitate towards that when they're playing with him. So uh, yeah, he'll play a big part. And just on Will Boyle as well, I'm, I'm assuming that he comes into your, your thinking for this weekend. He played some minutes in the B team earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, he got 90 minutes in a game for the B team, which were which were great. Um, so yeah, um, Will come straight back into the squad. Yeah, and, and what, are, what are your expectations for him stepping up into the championship? Obviously, got a lot of experience lower down the FL. Yeah, no, again, it's been an interesting journey. He started his young career in the academy, then left, went to Cheltenham and um, played a number of games. And now he's come back and um, he's, he's, he's fully up for the challenge of playing championship football. He's, um, again, he's, we're really looking focus on sort of the person as well as the player. And he fits the mould of what we're trying to bring in to improve all different aspects of our our squad and improve the environment. And again, he's another he's another leader on the pitch, very professional in what he does. He always strives to improve and develop. So, um, yeah, he, he's up for the challenge. Brilliant. Thanks, Danny. Best of luck tomorrow. Thanks, Alfie. Cheers, mate.